Joining us here on the Meyer Guest Line, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. I want to get his thoughts on the Wolverines' 59 nothing win over UConn last Saturday at the Big House, and also they open up Big Ten play uh, this weekend against Maryland. So, Clayton, uh, 59 nothing game. What did you see in that game that can help Michigan beat Maryland? Yeah, I mean, there was quite a bit. It looked like a well-oiled machine uh, once again. I mean, you know, Michigan rolled, obviously, terrible competition. I mean, UConn, I thought maybe they'd be the best out of those three. Colorado State and Hawaii, they didn't exactly look like it. I know the running back went down with an injury, Nathan Carter, early in the game. And, you know, obviously things just kind of didn't go their way with the punt block and get a punt return touchdown. Things kind of snowballed, but uh, J.J. McCarthy looked really good again at quarterback, and, you know, I thought the biggest thing for me when it came to him was just his progressions and how he was looked really comfortable back there in the pocket, uh, you know, didn't always lock in on one guy, you know, was willing to go through his reads, and, you know, UConn was really playing back, uh, cover four, cover two a lot of the time, and J.J. McCarthy took what the defense gave him. He has the big arm, and, you know, there have been times where Jim Harbaugh said, yeah, he likes to make the big play too much, but that wasn't the case on Saturday. J.J., uh, you know, didn't have a pass that traveled over 20 yards in the air. He threw underneath a lot and set his receivers up for yards after the catch. Michigan had over 150 yards after the catch, so um, I thought that looked really good, and I thought the pass protection – was disappointing when Cade McNamara came in once again and got him hurt, which is a huge concern now, the backup quarterback spot. Um, but defensively, uh, you know, was was a pretty darn good showing, 110 yards allowed. The first-team defense still hasn't allowed any points. Uh, still want to see the pass rush against better teams, but we can't really do that until uh, they play better teams. And Maryland is uh, at least quite a bit better than these other two, so or these other three opponents, so it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out this weekend. What's the latest on McNamara and the injury? Yeah, well, Harbaugh said after the game probably a few weeks, um, and then he did not really give an update today. Uh, he said nothing has really changed, and uh, McNamara was spotted with a brace on his right leg after the game. Uh, also looks like he might have gotten hurt a little bit in the upper body as well, so I, I would keep an eye on uh, you know his status. It seems like it'll be mums the word, but I would assume um, – you know, because he kind of hit, got hit in the knee as well. I would assume a few weeks here, and that probably puts you at, a, you know, in a position where you don't have a backup that has game experience at Michigan going into that Iowa game. And we can all laugh all we want about Iowa's offense, and I have partaken in that as well. But that's still a really good defense, and that's going to be a tough environment to play in. So it's something to watch. You, you want to have, you know, the whole good thing about this quarterback competition this season has been that you have two good options. Well, now you're down to one, at least for the time being. So important for JJ McCarthy to stay healthy, you know, continue to play well so they don't have to, you know, you know, see what that, what the issue is there with, without having two good quarterbacks right now. Looking at the big 10, uh, I mentioned this to Ballas that it's Michigan, Ohio state, one, a one B, Penn State, third-best team. Minnesota, fourth-best team. Who would be on the other side of the most disappointing teams in the Big Ten through non-conference play? And I know some have played some conference games, but I'm talking about uh, three games in for the majority of the conference. Yeah, oh, well, you got quite a, quite a few teams to pick from. I, I would say probably Iowa or Wisconsin. Um, and obviously Nebraska, I mean, is a, just a huge disappointment. I don't think anyone... Well, some people, including Kirk Herbstreit, had them actually winning the West. But I don't 
think it's surprising they're not good. I think it's just surprising how quickly things have kind of turned to this where they're firing coaches left and right, including Scott Frost last week. But I would say probably Wisconsin or Iowa, just the way that Iowa offense was so bad last season, they were still able to win the West in spite of it with a great defense. And now the offense has taken even a bigger step back despite having the same quarterbacks there. Um, so it just – you know, things have not kind of gone their way so far, but would it shock me if they upset a team or two uh, down the stretch? No. And the same things with Wisconsin. I mean, they lost to Washington State. Their offense doesn't look very good. But at the same time, we've seen them. They lost to BYU a few years ago when they won the West, I believe. Uh, they have won their side of the conference, you know, even though they've lost early season games in the past. So I would keep an eye on them getting better throughout the season. It seems like they always do. But I would say it's those two teams because I believe Wisconsin was the favorite in the West coming in, uh, we talked. Remember back in uh, back at Tullymore, in our uh, you know your summit, talking about the surprise team in the Big Ten, and I picked Minnesota. I think we all kind of agreed that they could surprise some people this year. And now look at how far they've come and how good they look. So I think it's probably going to be them coming out of that side of the division. Will be interesting uh, the Big Ten race. Ohio State. I. I like how they took it easy on an in-state school, Toledo. They weren't just—I thought they were going for a hundred uh, against Toledo. Man, that was—that uh, was unbelievable. They do have an offense. I'm not sold on their defense. I'm not. I, you know, Michigan with McCarthy, and let's assume everybody's healthy. And fast forward to Michigan at Ohio State to end the season, that game literally could be like 57-52. It could be. I mean, we'll see what Michigan's defense is. But even if it's a good defense, I mean, you could still allow 52 or 55, depending on what side of that game they would be on. Um, you know, just because of how good Ohio State is offensively, and I think they're only going to continue to get better and more comfortable with some of those new receivers after losing Wilson and Olave to the draft uh, from last season. Um, I think you're right. I mean, it could be a shootout. Michigan's offense, I mean, the, the words that you know keep coming out of the models of the Michigan players that we talk to is the sky's the limit right now. The potential is very, very high for what this offense can become. I'm pumping the brakes a little bit for the time being, you know, just because they haven't played anyone yet because JJ McCarthy hasn't faced adversity as a starting quarterback yet. But um, we've seen the talent when he connects on some of those deep balls or when, you know, when he gets loose in the run game or when he, you know, zips one to the sideline that just a lot of other quarterbacks in college can't make. Uh, it's it's scary to think about with the weapons they have on offense and the offensive line really they have as well, uh, how much this thing could come together. We, we need to see it, but uh, it could come in time, and that would make for a really exciting showdown at the end of the season, assuming both of those teams you know stay undefeated, uh, which isn't, you know, we can't really assume that yet, but I would probably predict it at this point. Michigan with Maryland at noon on Saturday at the Big House, then at Iowa for a noon game on October 1st, at Indiana, another noon game on October 8th, and then that Penn State-Michigan October 15th uh, matchup uh, is going to be interesting. And Penn State, uh, they're playing as good as anybody. Hammered Auburn in Auburn. I know Auburn isn't an Iron Bowl contender, but uh, Penn State's done well on the road, and that's usually a pretty good sign for a college football team. So, and then Michigan State, after the bye week and at Rutgers, Nebraska at home, Illinois at home, and then at Ohio State. You know, their schedule based on how the Big Ten is weakened, I'm not going to forecast anything. It was already favorable, but it doesn't look as difficult as it did a couple of weeks ago. 
No, I think namely because they don't play Minnesota, right? Um, Illinois actually is, is a team that I wouldn't sleep on entirely. Um, as crazy as that is to say with how bad they've been the last few years, but I actually like what Brett Bielema's doing there. And if you look at some of the stats and if you watch them play, they can run the ball and they can stop the run. And that's a good start in the Big Ten West considering who they have to go against. Um, so I wouldn't sleep on Illinois and that being kind of a frisky team that could come up here on senior day and, you know, give Michigan a fight at least for a couple quarters or three or whatever it would be. Um, so, but you're right. I mean, the fact that they don't play Minnesota is huge. Your crossover games are Illinois and Nebraska. Um, you get Nebraska at home. I mean, they're not going to be playing for much. We'll see what their situation is in November. So, um, I think you're right. I think the schedule sets up pretty nicely at the same time. As you said, Penn State's playing great ball. Uh, that game's at the big house, but it'll still be a challenge. Michigan State always uh, will bring it for that Michigan game, and I think they've got a pretty good team despite what happened on Saturday. And, uh, and you know, Michigan's got to get through all those teams. Under Jim Harbaugh, they have not gone into the Ohio State game undefeated yet, so it would be quite a feat uh, even with, you know, kind of getting some luck here. Uh, with the luck of the draw and, and how the crossover games have played, it would still be a pretty big feat for them to go into that game unscathed. Yeah, State uh, didn't bring it all the way to Seattle. We heard that their game plan fell out of the team plane somewhere over the Rockies, uh, and they were just embarrassed. That was as ugly as I've seen Michigan State play uh, those first two quarters. We'll see how they bounce back. It was a gauge game, and I didn't like what I saw at all. Uh, they did have some junk time. I don't know if that's just Washington backing off or they found something. We'll see as the schedule moves on. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us. You can follow everything University of Michigan football and athletics at the Wolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the update. We'll talk later in the week, and I'll get your prediction on the Maryland game at the Big House. Looking forward to it. Thanks. All right, Clayton Safey joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics.